Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good night, good evening, whenever you are listening to this, just hello. <laughs> I hope you guys are doing well. Um, I've been great. I think since the last time I recorded a podcast, I have turned 30. Um, what else has happened? I um, caught a bug that was going around. I was down for about a week. Um, I'm getting some dental work done. I have a root canal, which has not been fun at all. One of my coworkers was like, when I get my root canals done, I have them put me to sleep. And I was like, you know what? That's a really good idea because I've given birth without an epidural naturally. Um, I would like to say my pain tolerance is pretty high, but pain in your mouth, like just any type of tooth pain like that's just different like that's a different type of pain um yeah so I've just I've been going through that um they took out my bad nerve first appointment second appointment they are cleaning the canals um I have an infection so they pumped me with antibiotics to hopefully kill all of that and then I have to go back and hopefully the infection has cleared and they can fill it and put the crown and I'm done but yeah so that's been that's been a little um life update on my end um but you guys I've been wanting to talk to you guys about something that has always been heavy on my heart I don't talk about it as much as I want to I definitely still struggle with some shame. I know there's definitely some healing that still needs to happen. Um, I sadly believe that a lot of women go through this and it's um, just something that a lot of women I think feel shameful about and we shouldn't. I think a lot of us need to talk about it more so we can heal um, from one another and we can become one in this and hopefully us talking about it can um, allow this to happen a lot less and the topic I want to bring up is abuse in relationships physical abuse emotional abuse mental abuse substance abuse all abuse okay any of it is not good obviously um when I first experienced my abusive relationship um it was with my son's father and Um, I met him when I was 17 and he was 21. Um, And I mean, there were red flags right off the bat to defend myself and justify why I stayed. Now, looking back, I believe it was because I was a very young girl. Um, I was still a child. I was 17 and... I was in high school and I felt like um, I didn't know how to have a relationship. My boyfriend at the time, my son's father, he was older than me, was in in and out of relationships. I was not his first rodeo, obviously. And um, I just felt like he knew better, like he knew how to be in relationships. I did not. Prior to him, I had like a little high school boyfriend, um, but that was it. You know, it, it wasn't anything serious. Um, he and so, yeah, that was my first excuse as to why I stayed. I felt like he knew how to 
and I'm doing air quotes, how to do relationships, how to be in them. Um, Another reason why I believe I stayed was because I just felt cool. (laughs) How lame, right? Like, I was like, oh my god, I'm a senior in high school, my boyfriend's picking me up. Um, And my friends would tease me like, dude, how old is your boyfriend? Like, why is he dating you like you're a little girl like why isn't he dating somebody his own age like in his 20s and thinking back I hear my friends and I'm like you know what that's that's a hundred percent correct like I would have thought the same thing I yeah so but my stupidity my weird little mind um that was excuse number two I thought I'm cool Um, I have this older boyfriend. Um, And then other things, like he just exposed me to um, just, again, air quotes, like grown-up things, like, you know, drinking. In high school, I think every teen obviously goes to high school parties and there's drinking, right? Like, let's be real. Um, But I felt safe because when I drank, I was with him and he wasn't going to let anything happen to me and, you know, things of that sort. Um, I was also like introduced to smoking weed. Like he did that. And I just felt like that was like a grown up thing to do. Um, sex, obviously I was exposed to sex and to porn with him. And I thought those things were grown up and I thought those things were okay. Um, and I now as an adult, as a 30 year old, I completely understand they are not okay. None of those things I mentioned were okay. But in my adolescence, in my childhood, I thought they were cool. I thought they were safe with him. And I just thought they were okay. All of these things, you guys, just again, red flags. And I should have turned the other direction and I didn't. Uh, my relationship, um, you know, that was obviously substance. There was substance. My son's father was drinking excessively. I later down the line realized. Um, I then again realized it wasn't just the weed smoking. It was worse. It was, you know, meth. Um, I mean, I don't know if there was cocaine, but I for sure know that there was meth involved. And with the meth came the physical abuse and the emotional abuse and the mental abuse. When you are under the influence, you are, you're not, you're not the same person. You know, you're acting differently. You're saying things and doing things that you typically wouldn't do when you're sober. Um, so when he was under the influence, um, he would accuse me of lying, um, which I wasn't, or he would just accuse me of doing things that um, I think he subconsciously was he was doing and he was afraid that I was going to find out. So I automatically was being called a liar. I was automatically being called out of my name. Um, I was being sneaky. All of these things that when we would fight and argue, I would cry and I would beg him like, I am not these things. I I did everything I could in my power to m- try to make him believe me that I am I'm not a liar. I'm not a hoe. I'm not being a bitch. I'm not um 
I'm I'm just not the things that he thinks that I am. And anything and everything that you could do in your power when you're speaking to a person under the influence like that, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to change their mind, especially when they're under the influence and you're, you know, being beat by them at that time or being spoken to um, in a negative manner. Like there's nothing you can do to persuade them or make them turn that light switch on and be like, oh, you know, it's you're right. It's not you. It's me. Um, so you're just in this constant battle, I feel like, with yourself. Um, you know, and then with the name calling and just the mental abuse and, you know, all of that came with physical abuse. And it started with, you know, like pulling my hair or pushing me or, um, you know, grabbing me Um you know, I got hit a couple of times, all of these things, you guys, that I'm just not proud of. Um, Also, a lot of things like, you know, once we had an episode of where things were physical, I was being physically hurt. Um, I was being told things like, um, you know, I'm doing this because um, you got me mad. So do you understand why I'm, you know, acting like this towards you? Do you understand why I put my hands on you? Do you understand why I shoved you? Because you got me mad. And I believed that. I was like, okay, so I just need to really be careful around him. Or I can't tell him something that's going to piss him off because that's going to result in me getting hit or shoved or pushed or an object thrown at me or something. So um, I've noticed now that when there's a confrontation or a conflict with someone else, anyone, um, my immediate reaction is to shut down because I don't know how the other person is going to react. And that's wrong. That's wrong. We shouldn't be shushed or silenced because we're afraid of the reaction of the next person. You know, like, that's not okay. Um, I was also being told that I'm, you know, being treated poorly out of love. You know, he would tell me like, I'm, I'm doing this because I love you so much and I just don't want to lose you and you're not seeing it. So anytime I got a little brave, you guys, and I was like, you know what, this is not how I should be treated. I'm going to leave. I'm done. Um, there was a fight and there was abuse And then once things simmered down, it was, you know, he was telling me like, I love you so much. I just don't want you to leave and you're not listening. And so this is why I act like this. And I believed it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he is changing. Maybe I, you know, I always wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. And it was just this constant cycle, you guys, of we were good for a few months and then the abuse happened again and then we were good and then we would go to church and then it was bad again or it was good and then he would go to counseling for anger management and then it was bad again. Like, it was just a cycle. It was a cycle for five years and it's hard. It's hard to get out of. So if you know somebody who's in that abusive relationship and they you're like, just leave, just leave. Like, it's not easy. It's not easy. And a few reasons why it's not easy. It's because it's a cycle. When you're on that cycle, it's like a mouse and you're just constantly running on that wheel. It's, it's hard to break a cycle, hard to, 
you know, for anything, like try to break your shopping addiction, try to break your gambling addiction, try to break your drinking addiction, your drug addiction, um, you know, your food addiction. If you don't have any addictions and you're just perfect, somebody you know that has another addiction, tell them to break it and see if it's that easy. You know, it's it's hard. So when someone's in a relationship like that, telling them just to walk up and leave is it's hard to break that cycle. It's also hard because um, you're afraid to leave that person because of what they might do to you. Um, they may have threatened you if you leave. If there's kids in the mix, like my son was, you know, you just don't know what they're going to do to you or your child. It's it's a scary feeling. Um, you may be afraid to leave because of financial reasons. You don't know if you can do it alone. Um, that was my big thing. I was afraid of being a single parent financially. I was afraid of failing as a single parent. Like, can I be a single parent, especially to a boy? Like, I'm not a man. I like, how am I going to teach him how to, how am I going to potty train him? Um, if he starts liking girls, like just all of these things, like how, 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 and I was stuck and I was paralyzed because of these questions of how am I going to do it alone financially and just being a woman to a, a, a mother to a son. And then, um, also just being lonely, the fear of being lonely, you know, I struggled with that, I think, the most. And I was afraid of being alone, um, living alone, not having the help of anyone. And all of those things, you guys, are paralyzing to somebody who is in abusive, who is in an abusive relationship. So um, if you're listening to this and you're in any type of abusive relationship. I just want to let you know that you are not alone. I want to let you know that you can leave and you will be okay. You can leave and you will be okay. I left and I was okay. Was it hard? Yes. Are you going to be lonely? Probably. But is it impossible? No. Are you truly lonely? No, you're not. You're you're not alone. You're not doing this alone, you guys. There's people out there that want to help you. There are good people that want to help you. So embrace that love and that help from people. Just because, you know, people want to help you and people want to be good to you does not mean they want something in return. That's what I thought. And so I refused a lot of help and a lot of love from people that were just really trying to be there for me and my son. Um, and you're not lonely because you have the love of God. And that might sound cliche. And that might be like, well, you know what? I can't feel God physically hug, hug me. I can't feel God physically wipe my tears. Maybe not. But I will say that when I really dove in to my relationship with Jesus and I really opened up to him, I felt him comfort my soul and that filled every single void. Every single void I was trying to fill with sex and drugs and um, trying to make more money and drinking and relationship after relationship like that. None of that is going to make you feel better. None of that's going to make you a better person. None of that's going to make you a better mom. None of that's going to make you just 
It's not going to get you to where you want to be in life. Having a relationship with God and really allowing him to fill the void and just fill the parts of you that nothing can fill, that is what's going to heal you and make you a better person. And again, it's not going to be easy. It's not. It's probably going to be one of the hardest things that you'll ever have to go through, but it's not impossible. And once you heal, every single year it's going to get better. You're going to get better and life is going to be better. It will be okay. I promise. So before closing out, you guys, I just want to let you go with a scripture. And this scripture is a scripture that just carried me throughout the years of, you know, leaving that toxic relationship, being alone, trying to be the best single parent I can be. And that scripture, you can find it in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. And it says, if God is for me, who can be against me? If God is for you, who can be against you? No one, nothing. You guys, nothing could be against you. No one could be against you. Even if it feels like it, it can't. It's impossible because you have God on your side. You have God's love. Another name for God is Jehovah Nisi and he is the banner. He's going to fight for you. He's going to he's going to be with you in the battle. No one could be against you in whatever situation you're in. I don't care how crazy it is and I don't care how deep you feel in it like you can't get out, you can. You need to find your strength in God. And once you do, I can't even explain it, you guys. I, I left and I am in the best place. The place that I'm in today, if I looked at back at, you know, 18 year old Sarah, 19 year old Sarah, when I got pregnant, 20 year old Sarah, when I became a mom, I never thought I would be here today. You have to take that leap of faith. You have to trust and you will get to where you never thought you would be because of God's love, his grace, and his healing, and ultimately his strength. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. And again, know that you're just, you're not alone. I hope you guys have an amazing day. If you guys know somebody that this can bless them and this can touch them, help them in any type of way, please share it with them. And until next time, guys. Bye.